Hey, man. Well, that's true. Bad company to the day I die. Because you know there are no good people, Jesus said. Those are the Pharisees and the hypocrites. <laughs> well, stay away from them. No doubt about it. The ones who consider themselves the good people are by far the most wicked of them all. Praise God. King of Egypt. King of Hell. Pharaoh's throne. Who does it belong to? And false Freemason Jezebel Christianity, they told you that hell belonged to Satan. Hell belongs to the demons. That's not what my Bible says. Revelation chapter 1 says, Behold the Lamb of God who holds the keys of death and hell. You can read Revelation 1 in your own time. I know you probably already read it a thousand times, but you haven't believed it. You still believe in the devil. <laughs> I don't believe in the devil. I know there are demons. I cast them out of people every single day for 21 years. They started getting cast out of me, and then I started immediately casting them out of others. <laughs> and it's been awesome. I am just so thankful for Jesus Christ, the demon master. <laughs> Every pit in prison, remember Joseph, his brothers threw him in the pit. And then Egypt threw him in the prison. Just can't get a break. You want to blame your brothers, you want to blame the world. God did that. That was God. You got a problem with the pit in prison? You can take it up with Jesus Christ, who is God. It is so needed that we go through the valley of the shadow of death to get out all our fear of evil. I shall fear no evil, it is written. For your rod, your law, and your staff, your grace, Moses and the Lamb, they comfort me. Who is standing on the top of Mount Zion? Revelation 15. Moses, the law, and the Lamb, the grace of the Lord Jesus. Jesus said, I haven't come to do away with the law, but to fulfill it. I haven't come to do away with Moses, but to glorify Moses. And guess where you glorify Moses first? Egypt. Ha ha ha! So we've been hearing about the wisdom of the ages. You know it's written in the scriptures. Wisdom of the ages and the ancient of days. What is the wisdom of the ages? Well, an age is a thousand years. So you've had six ages. According to the Bible. You have six ages. You have the Babylonian age. You have the Egyptian age. You have the Sumerian age. The age of Noah. The age of Abraham. You have the age of David. The age of... All these different ages. You have the age of Christ. You have the dark ages. <laughs> Remember when they became really religious and the average life expectancy in Christian Europe was 32 years old? <laughs> Remember that? Yeah, the dark ages. 
where they had the bubonic plague. <laughs> so there's wisdom in all these ages. There's wisdom to be gleaned from the dark ages. I think that's coming down the line. The wisdom of your Freemason, Luciferian, Roman Catholic, Jesuit, Church of Satan and his angels. There's wisdom there. That's how they've ruled the world through the knowledge of good. There's wisdom in that dark age. But right now, God the Father is focusing on the wisdom of the age of Egypt. The wisdom of the ages. Egypt was an age. Egypt was the superpower of planet Earth. And Egypt, in all of its symbolism, and all of its understanding, and all of its wisdom, is involved in every aspect of society to this present moment. If you look at the back of your $1 bill, there's a pyramid. There's a pyramid there. And it's like, are we in Egypt? You're in the symbolic spiritual realms of Egypt. And have fallen angels exploited it? No doubt about it. And they keep you slaves to money and building bricks and working for slave masters and paying your taxes to abortion clinics so they can kill 66 million people. And we've done all of that. There has been the demons using all the ages for the fallen angels and for Satan, formerly known as Lucifer, for a very, very long time. The issue is when the Lamb of God appears in actual believers, we can behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the entire world. And when you take away the sins of the world, it also means the sins of the ages and the wisdom of the ages becomes imparted into the bride and body of Christ. So you're not getting any of the necromancy. I'm sorry guys, I know a lot of you would want that. The knowledge of the Necronomicon and the knowledge of Jannes and Jambres and the sorcerers of Egypt. All of that will be washed in the blood of the Lamb and the wisdom they used of the fallen angels throughout the ages is washed. That's what the water is for. The washing of the water of the Word, the Bible calls it sanctification. What happens when we sanctify the ages? When we sanctify the ancient Sumerian age of the ziggurats and the sorcerers who physically flew with metal covering their eyelids, who are taught face to face by their fathers, the watchers of the book of Enoch. There is a wisdom there from the fallen angels, even though Enoch says that it was only the worst wisdoms. How to war, how to make instruments of war, how to make Sephora, makeup and Clinique and Sicily of Paris and how to make lipstick. I mean, what kind of garbage are the fallen angels teaching the women? That's what the Book of Enoch says. It was literally worthless wisdom that caused one third of the angels to fall. Not valuable wisdom. That's why they've had to be stealing from the covenant people through every age to pretend like their fall was really valuable. It was really worth disobeying God the Father because look at all the stuff we stole from the covenant people while we made them our slaves and deceiving them through religious spirits, right? So they didn't really get anything out of it, but what they've got out of it is stealing from Adam and Eve and their children for 6,000 years. And so God the Father created Adam and Eve perfect in the beginning. They were living in the bliss. They were living in the glory realm. They were living in perfect glory, 24-7, 365. It was absolute perfection. When they stepped out of the glory, the programming of original design was still in their DNA. 
in their heart, in their bloodline. And so God the Father said to Eve in the garden that your heel will crush the serpent underfoot. And you see that serpent throughout the ages squirming through the bloodlines of the nations. And then in the age of Egypt, it came right out of Pharaoh's forehead. We'll just go right back there and you can take a look at that, isn't it? Look at that. See that king cobra coming right out of Pharaoh's forehead? All you viewers. That wisdom came from the devil, but the devil came from God. I'm not saying I'm not justifying evil. I'm telling you there's a greater sovereignty behind our little knowledge of evil and our understanding of the fallen angels and the fallen watchers and the corruption of sin and wrongdoing and wickedness and idolatry, immorality and blasphemy throughout the ages. All of that darkness that's inside the one-third that fell that are currently on earth known as demons, all of that wisdom can be washed because its original form came from God. So if you get wise enough, like Daniel, who taught wisdom to all Nebuchadnezzar's men, and the Bible says that Joseph taught wisdom unto all of Pharaoh's men. And so all these Old Testament prophets came into a place of the sovereignty of Jesus Christ in the wisdom of their age and gleaned in the wisdom and rejected the fallen angel corruption in their day. And they became princes and kings and judges and rulers and magistrates and the most powerful people in their age and in their kingdom even in a lesser covenant we are stepping into realms now as the new covenant people in a far better covenant the bible says but we haven't stepped into how much it is far better than even what daniel had in babylon and what joseph had in egypt we haven't why because we've been so freaking religious even wicked people even murderers even gangsters and drug dealers you get around religious people they'll pretend to be good you notice that what what the hell is that i mean the killers drug dealers they'll get around a catholic priest they'll get around a pastor and all of a sudden they put on a a white suit like there's some kind of freaking saint how do they switch so easy from evil to good and you do it too I just want to bring extremes for teaching purposes what is that how come you go from evil to good like it's nothing in one second and there's no internal transformation that's the curse of the fall that's the corruption of the human soul under the fallen angels that you just go from evil to good, good to evil. It's the tree of knowledge of good and evil, evil, good, good, evil, and it's all wickedness. None of it has one thing to do with God. All of it is the black and white checkerboard of Freemasonry, the knowledge of good and evil. Come on, somebody. And the issue is, the fallen angels keep you so deceived thinking that you're growing in God when you're just growing in the knowledge of good. You're growing in the white washed tomb, and you're growing in the white house and you're growing in the knowledge of good and it has absolutely zero to do with Jesus and his kingdom of heaven zero it's actually less than zero because you're filling yourself up with sin and lies from fallen angels when you try to grow in the knowledge of good and that has been the main propagated lie of false Christianity worldwide what does the Bible say book of Revelation and Babylon the great which is all the corrupted wisdom of the ages deceived the whole world 
And so we need to come into the actual wisdom of the ages through the blood of the lamb that removes the fallen angel perversion of God's sovereignty through those ages. So you need Joseph in Egypt. You need Daniel in Babylon. You need David in the Philistines. You need John the Baptist and the Israelites. You need uh, Noah and the Sumerians. You need these men who overcame their day, and they're in the cloud of witnesses, helping you transmute or forgive the wickedness and the sorcery, the corruption of the good and evil of the fallen angels known as demons now, so that you can have the power of the ages, the wisdom of the ages, which is power. If you are still in good and evil of those ages, just throwing out all Egypt, evil culture, just throwing out all Babylon, well, you'll have no wisdom of that age. You're missing a whole thousand years slot in your DNA as a human being because your bones and marrow and your bloodlines go back through those ages. And since they're still corrupted by your knowledge of evil, considering and judging and criticizing that entire age as evil, you forfeit all the wisdom of that age. And so your heart still has a void of darkness in it and you're unfulfilled in life. So when we come into the wisdom of the ages as the sons of God, learning the wisdom of these timelines, our hearts are fulfilled in Christ. Christ is Pharaoh. Oh, here we go. Oh, and here we go. You could say Christ is the devil of hell, and that'd be true. Why? Because he holds the keys of death and hell, Revelation chapter 1. No, are you saying Christ is evil? Not at all. You got to get wisdom here. You got to have a little common sense, understanding the works of the cross fully and applying it to your understanding and world perspective. Jesus died on the cross and the Bible says Satan, the leader of the one third that fell, the angel formerly known as Lucifer, the covering cherubim Ezekiel 28, the king of Babylon, the king of Egypt, the counterfeiter of the ages, the liar of the ages, and the father of lies, was defeated at the cross. Right? That's what the Bible says. Satan was defeated at the cross. So all the perversion of God's wisdom for 6,000 years is defeated at the cross. Now, if you can go through the cross in the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of that world and that timeline, all of that wisdom of those ages get added unto you and you become one with Daniel 7, the Ancient of Days. And the books were open and the, everything's seated when you get that kind of wisdom. Amen. Wisdom rules the world. The issue is if you are not wiser than the wisdom of Babylon, if you're not wiser than the wisdom of Egypt, they rule over you. And of course, the Jesuit wisdom, the Freemason wisdom, <laughs> The false Christian Jezebelic principality, seven-headed beast wisdom, revelation wisdom, Egyptian wisdom, which is the number one thing that God the Father has us going after right now. If this wisdom is not redeemed and washed in the blood of the saints, that whole age still rules you from the underworld. What does the Bible say? And Hades was thrown in the lake of fire. Hades, which is the Greek word for hell, Scripture says in the book of Revelation, Hades was thrown into the lake of fire. Come on. What does that mean? That means the power of deception and perversion of wisdom of the one-third of the angels that fell was thrown into the lake of fire. What is the lake of fire? 
It's love. What is the wine press of the wrath of the Almighty? What's the wine press? What's the pressure of wine? Remember, wine is blood. Scripture tells you that. This is the blood of the new covenant. Drink it, all of you. And he handed them wine. Wine is blood. This is prophecy. This is wisdom. This is an understanding of how the Holy Spirit and the angels speak. And if you can change your understanding and vocabulary to the language of the angels, this will immediately transform your souls and restore your souls. This is powerful stuff. The wisdom of the ages. Wisdom is wine. Wine is blood. The winepress of the wrath of the Almighty is love so intense that it forgives all the most vile, horrible sins in the world. That doesn't mean there won't be punishment. Listen, what is punishment? 2 Corinthians chapter 2 says, The fragrance of Christ is the fragrance of death to those that are dying. So there's no punishment if you let them go on in rebellion and religion and the knowledge of good and evil. They're already in Hades. Now you need to be thrown in the lake of fire. Love becomes the punishment. Song of Solomon chapter 8 says, They have become our prisoners of love. This is an understanding accurately of the sovereignty of Jesus Christ over the demons that are already defeated for thousands of years. The only issue is we have to grow in the wisdom of the ages in order to enforce their judgment. When Jesus Christ approached the Gadarene demoniac, the Gadarene demoniac said, Have you come to torment us before the appointed time? What is your name? Baker's Dozen, for we are 13. No, Legion, for we are 6,000. Ha ha, ho ho, he he. <laughs> Baker's Dozen, for we are 13. Have you come to judge us before the appointed time? So there's an appointed time that the fallen angels inside Jewish flesh actually know about where they are thrown into the place of torment, which is love. You ever been around sour people, nasty people? Been around anyone that's been bitter, bitter people? I was talking to some bitter people today. I just couldn't believe how nasty they were. Listen, I mean, even my most sincerest love towards them, even offering them, I'll tell you the truth, $150,000 in a family member for some property that we have in Mexico, I couldn't believe that they accused me of false love, false generosity, and saying, I don't have a warm heart or a loving heart but that I was only doing it for selfishness. And I was accused of all these things in my most sincerest loving gratitude to a most undeserving person that's never done anything to help me in my entire life, but just offering that unconditional love with a $150,000 gift. And they were like, no, they couldn't receive it because they were so cursed because that measure of love was torture and torment to their wicked, bitter heart. That happened today. You meet, ever meet people like that where love and blessing actually tortures and torments them? And they insist on curses and bitterness? They're everywhere! It's like, what's wrong with these people? It's like success 
and happiness is their greatest enemy. You know why? They are accursed. Their soul is one with fallen angels, majorly. I mean, they are just, they're living in pits and prisons, not like Joseph who wanted out. They like living in pits and prisons. You ever meet people, the citizens of hell? Yeah, that's probably 99% of everyone you ever meet. They're citizens of pits and prisons. They're currently in pits and prisons in hell while their physical body is animated on the surface of the earth. They're actually, their soul is down in the underworld simultaneously. They're bilocated. Oh, that's true. So how do you reach people that are so nasty, so bitter, so horrible, that hate the blessings, that hate the happiness, that reject the love, and are so far gone in the curses of the fallen angels that you can't even reach them? I tell you what, Psalms 139 says, Even if you make your bed in hell, I am there. Oh my gosh. I am there. I will make my throne in hell to reach you while you are completely accursed and cannot receive any love, says the Lord Almighty. I will reach you as Pharaoh before I reach you as King of Israel, says the Lord Almighty. I will make my bed in hell. That's a prophecy getting fulfilled now. They don't teach you that in Sunday school. But it's the truth in hell. Psalms 139. Even if you make your bed in hell. How did King David know that? He made his bed in hell. <laughs> and the angel of the Lord still visited him when he was running as far away as he could from his calling and his destiny. Hiding in a cave from a weak, defeated enemy. Ooh. David made every mistake you could ever, ima ever imagine, more than you ever will. And he tells you the truth in Psalms 139. Even if you lock yourself up in a jail cell of lies, surrounded by scarabs and maggots and feces and smut and every vile detestable thing, behold, I am there. In that jail cell with you, says the Lord Almighty. That's the real Jesus. Come on. <laughs> He's the one that comes into hell. The false Jesus, you know, the angel of light that deceives, he doesn't go into hell. He wants, he's too clean for that. He's too good for that. He's in the palaces of the kings. He's in the temple of Herod with all the other hypocrites and fake Christians and phony leaders. These people don't have any heart change. They love the praises of men. They love people pleasing. They love the tithes and offerings into their fake Christian ministry. They're not real. You'll find the real ones have made their beds in hell. As it is written, out of Egypt I raised my son. Egypt is the prophetic name for hell. I told you yesterday, I'll tell you again today, because hardly any of you still believe it. The angel of the Lord came to Joseph, the stepdad of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the son of the living God, and said, Take the boy and his mother into Egypt, for Herod is going to kill all the children. 
take the boy into Egypt. Meaning when you are a young man in the Lord, when you are a young woman in the Lord, it ain't Satan that brought you into Egypt. It was the angel of the God I am whom I serve that took you into Egypt. And now you are raised in Egypt, for it is written, Out of Egypt I raised my son. And so he became a young man when he came out of Egypt, and they settled in the land of Nazareth, for it is written, He shall be called a Nazarene. So after you come out of Egypt, you are all called Nazarites and Nazarenes. Is he not the way of the Lord? Come on. But that's too far ahead of where you're at right now. Most of you don't even have a grid for Nazarite or Nazarene. <clears throat> Why? Because accurately, you are still being raised as sons and daughters of the living God in Egypt. So instead of your fake Roman Catholic cross, time to put on the serpent ank of Egypt. For he is the bronze serpent of Egypt. Moses lifted up the bronze serpent as he crossed the Nile, as he crossed the Red Sea. And he's in the peninsula in Arabia. And anyone who looked at the bronze serpent that was coming out of the new Pharaoh's forehead, named Moses, was healed. Hallelujah. People don't teach you about righteousness but you know Moses threw down a wooden staff and it became a snake and the snake ate the snakes of Janes and Jambres some of you right now just felt snakes being eaten out of you and you don't know what that was that's because you had lies in you which are snakes and Jesus is the truth he's the serpent of truth of Moses remember Moses lifted up the bronze serpent in the book of Numbers in the Torah and anyone who looked at it had all the poison of Satan and his angels extracted out of their flesh bones and blood and they were healed as they gazed intently with fixed focus on the snake that was the commandment in numbers read it in the amplified classic the Hebrew says as they fixed their eyes on the serpent with intention and fixed gaze and intensely looked at the serpent. They say, oh, look at Jesus. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Well, Jesus is the serpent <laughs> in the Bible. I mean, how much has religion ripped you off right now? And people think snakes are bad. No, snakes are seraphim. The word seraphim in Hebrew means fire snake. God is a snake. Oh, I know he's also a lamb and he's a lion. We got all the Christian symbols that have made us weak, happy, clappy, pat you on the back, fake, take advantage of you everywhere because you're just so fake and weak. And that's what the demons wanted of you and they have completely successful. But when you come out of all the weakness of the fallen angels into the strength of the revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ, guess what? You realize Jesus is the snake and Janes and Jambres aren't. They're magicians, meaning they're fake snakes. Good and evil, Janes and Jambres, where you get Freemasonry from, the sorcerers of Egypt. And we got to conquer this realm. We want to be the king of Egypt, queen of Egypt, prince of Egypt, Joseph, anything, conquer anything. If you ever want to come out of hell, these are the revelations you need to rise 
as the children of the Most High God out of Egypt, out of hell. I love hell. Seriously, I am totally at home in the underworld, crucified between the cities of Sodom and Egypt, where our Lord was crucified, Revelation says. Sodom and Egypt are the cities of good and the cities of e e evil. The cities of good and the cities of evil. Sodom is the city of death. Who's king of Sodom? No, you're wrong. Jesus. Remember he holds the keys of death? Revelation 1. Keys of death are the keys of Sodom. Keys of hell are the keys of Egypt. The keys of the underworld have been in the Christian's hands for, count it, 2,000 years. We haven't done anything with it. Why? Because we are fake Christians. Majorly, majorly fake, phony, hypocritical, toe deep in the river of life, barely even saved, fake Christians. And so now we're going to come into the wisdom of the ages and be real Christians and show off the power of wisdom. And Christianity won't be this mockery of Sunday school, happy, clappy, patty cake club, you know, bunch of fake, phony hypocrites, the weakest, stupidest people on the planet that are the most easily taken advantage of. They'll be actually the wise men from the East that visit Jesus in Bethlehem, giving him how much scholars? They came with caravans of camels and dromedaries, three kings of the east, probably Persia and China and India, and kings. So the dromedaries and the camels, kings are the rulers of entire economies. These were business masters. This were, these weren't your fake little poverty-stricken pastors in your little countryside church. These were kings, and the kings came with caravans of cargo for the Messiah following the star in the heaven. What did they follow? They followed the star of David. Probably the North Star. Probably Jupiter. And the King Star. And they followed it all the way to Bethlehem. And they laid down, scholars say, over $125 million. So you think they were balling in Egypt? Oh my God. Jesus came out of Egypt a baller. <laughs> he came out of Egypt, nothing less than prince. If Joseph's prince of Egypt, how much more his creator, Jesus of Nazareth. We need to get a grip. Hallelujah. Father wanted to glorify all these ages in one man, his son, Jesus of Nazareth. He's still only 33 years old. Most of you are older than Jesus, but certainly not wiser. That's for sure. You'll never be wiser than Jesus. Why? He is the wisdom of the ages. Corinthians says, He has been made wisdom unto us. Hallelujah. Now, where we can begin is an accurate assumption of how foolish we are. Not beat yourself up, I'm so stupid. Not None of that condemnation garbage. That's false humility, self-pity, junk. Get out of here. But an accurate assessment of where we need to grow in Jesus in true wisdom of the ages. <laughs> Most of you are like, I don't have any wisdom of any age. That's a good place to start. Because <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Hallelujah. Wisdom builds her seven pillars and each pillar is an age. Each pillar is a thousand years. And so in order to have seven pillars and have the wisdom of the ages, you have to build in a future age that's never been built. 
Wow, Enoch. Wow, David. Wow, Daniel. Wow, Joseph. Yeah, prophets have foresight thousands of years into the future. Spirit of prophecy, he's a gift to you from God the Father without measure. How much wisdom you want is dependent on how much you're willing to surrender your folly and madness. What's folly and madness? The names of the two fallen seraphim around the moat of Satan's throne. Yesterday we told you it was good and evil in pit and prison. It's true. You know, the seraphim fell with the cherubim. Lucifer was an archangel. You think he was the only archangel? There were also seraphim. Seraphim are the closest angels to the throne of God the Father. So when the seraphim fell with the archangel Lucifer, now known as Satan, guess what? They became the closest angels to the throne of Satan. There's two of them. Good and evil. That was the tree of good and evil that Adam and Eve were not supposed to eat from. It wasn't just a pear tree or a plum tree or an apple tree. Goofy. That's so goofy. Man, come on, we need some wisdom, man. It says, do not partake of Dragonian Luciferian knowledge of the dark arts of the underworld. Now, there you have it a little more accurately. <laughs> Don't become Freemasons, in other words. <laughs> that would be the one commandment to Adam and Eve. Don't get into the knowledge of good and evil. Don't follow the follow seraphim of Satan's throne. Oh, they couldn't do it, could they? Yeah. As soon as you told them they were out there signing their pledge, putting their hand on a skull, making their vows to Satan's throne. <laughs> Anytime you tell children not to do something, you're asking them to do it. Why? Because we are so rebellious and God knows that. You know what's funny? God uses that. Jesus' disciples were the most rebellious scoundrels in the world. Peter was a thug. Look at David and his mighty men, the Gadites, the lion-faced warriors of David. Every one of them was a felon, so he couldn't find any work in Israel. It's true. Study the scriptures. The Gadites, the lion-faced warriors, David's mighty men, were all felons. They were the worst criminals in Israeli society they had nothing going for them and that's why they came to David they were the biggest outcasts every single one was in debt and had a criminal record in and out of jail repeat offenders true story they followed David because they had nothing else in the world isn't that our testimony we followed Jesus Christ because we have nothing else in this world <laughs> Yeah, it's true for some of us. Hallelujah. And I tell you a happy ending. Those Gadites, Shama, who was the mightiest champion of all of them, donated over $2 billion to David's son Solomon's temple at the end of his life. <laughs> he started out a felon, the biggest outcast in society, and in debt beyond any of you college students could ever imagine. You can't even imagine the debt. You're, you're in a hole so deep, you're just like, they didn't have bankruptcy, bankruptcy back then, so you'd just be a slave. You understand that? It's not like you can just file bankruptcy like you can today. 
you would be the property of another person you were their slave you'd be scrubbing their toilets for free for 40 years okay so that's what happened if you had debt in the olden days you became a slave so instead of becoming slaves these thugs became champions <laughs> and all they did was went, went around kicking ass they were chopping people's heads off stabbing them in the heart you know they're playing around with their food these were lions these were lion men the Bible says the Gadites had faces like lions so that that criminal rebellious nature you have in you that has no place in a society of hypocrites of the knowledge of good is actually God's apostolic calling on you champions to kick Satan's ass it's true and so the hypocrites of Jezebelic false Freemason Christianity say, we'll just incarcerate them forever. We'll just lock them up in jail cells. There's no place for these types of men in society. That's why prison ministry is so powerful. Because you were created to be warriors in the Lord's army. And society says, we need to castrate you to be a testosterone-filled champion warrior man is not acceptable in Freemason society. Listen, guys. Fuck Freemason society. That's the devil. That's what's castrated and stolen and destroyed your lives since you were born into this world. Giving you a social security number from birth to be a a slave and I'm not talking conspiracy I'm talking about the anointed one King David Jesus Christ and his anointing that will raise you up outside of this Luciferian fallen angel culture that we have in the USA and in Europe and in Australia and all the first world nations were built by Freemasonry it's time to take it down we're gonna do it by the power of Jesus Christ and the power of Jesus Christ is the cross you won't find power anywhere else Satan and his dragons of good and evil were crucified and destroyed in Christ remember all the sins of the world meaning all the sins of the ages all the sins of the Sumerians and all their bizarre witchcraft ancient alien stuff all the sins of Egypt all the sins of the days of Noah and the Nephilim and the watchers all the sins of Babylon the sins of the Old Testament you read the Old Testament sins my that's all. the sins of the Old Testament are on Jesus the sins of the New Testament too your weird millennial sins your little internet pornography sins your crazy TikTok sins all the stupid sins of this generation were on Jesus Christ as well all the sins of the world were placed on him and buried in hell the Bible says that he who ascended also descended into the lowest regions of the underworld and guess what when you have all the sins of past present and future buried on your head as the scapegoat the Messiah of Israel Jesus Christ of Nazareth the King of the Jews you will face Satan face to face on his throne in his palace in the underworld and guess what happened Jesus Christ took the keys of Egypt and Sodom of good and evil 
and he's had him for thousands of years. Now he's just waiting on his little brothers and his little sisters to use those keys and to conquer the underworld and take Egypt and take death and take Sodom and take the knowledge of good and the knowledge of evil and set the captives free into perfected liberty for every eye to see the great and awesome glory of Jesus Christ. There is no one badder. He is the baddest motherfucker. And that's a goddamn fact. Amen. <laughs> I love you guys so much. Thanks for being here tonight. If you want to sow into this ministry and support our works, kicking Satan's ass all over the place every day, and all these fake phony hypocrites and, and Freemason Christianity that need their asses kicked, donate at redletterman.com and be blessed. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.
Yeah. 